T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the second hour of the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Friday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jake. And let's run up to Lake Houston. Let's check in with our good friend John Littleton, see what he's up to this morning. John, good morning. Hey, good morning, Captain. How are you today? Couldn't be better than you. Oh, man, just sitting here drinking some coffee, enjoying this little bit of cooler weather. And uh, listening to the show. Feels nice this morning. Yeah, yeah. Nothing better to do on a day off, you know? Yes. I don't know why, you know, we get, you know, I guess we get older, we're stuck in our habits and ways, and, man, it's 4.30, I got to get up. You know, I don't know if I'm working or not. It's just got to get up. But, uh Besides that's that old that's that old timer sure. stuff, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That dog wants to go out. She'll make me get up anyhow. Her, I don't need an alarm clock. She'll just come over and nudge me. You know, right? Like, hey, it's time to get up. <laughs> they got a built-in alarm clock. But uh, now nah, everything's pretty good, Mickey. We, uh, man, I've been enjoying this rain. It's. Uh, you know, it's brought the lake up a bunch. Actually, I just checked. It said 100% full. Right. But but actually, I was down at the lake last night, and uh, it looks like it's about two inches above to me. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I go by over years, you know, the same little area that I look at at the marina there and... Uh, it uh, it looked like it was a little above pool, but surprisingly, the water looked great. I, I mean, the water clarity was, was awesome for all that rain that we've been getting. Now, it probably hasn't hit mid-lake yet. You know, I would say up in the East Fork and the West Fork, it's probably pretty muddy, and it'll get down to the main lake. You know, it just might take it. Well, of course, it's going to take it one more day because we got, you know, a two-day tournament Saturday and Sunday. Mm. So it'll get here today. 
and, and muddy up. Well, it was so dry, you may not get much runoff, man. Maybe not. Maybe not. It might have sucked it all up, you know. But uh, I didn't. I didn't go out. I was going to go out today, but uh, you know, I. You know, you're talking to Brian. You know, he's out there all the time. I'm just not. I don't know. I'm just not that mad at him. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I just show up, go fishing, and if I catch him, I do. If I don't, I don't. You know, it's no big deal. But uh, you know, we're uh, we're down to our last tournaments for the year out there, except for us. You know, they got that kids high school tournament coming up the 28th of this month out there and they're expecting about 150 boats and i don't know where you're going to put 150 boats on lake houston you're going to you know it's a big lake but it it ain't that big you know you'll be fishing on top of each other but yeah that's that's a lot of boats yeah yeah yeah, um, you know, everybody always says that. You know, you know, we have, oh, I don't know, we'll have 25, 30 boats, and we're fishing on top of each other, you yeah. know. So, you know, but a, a lot of people, you know, we just fish the same stuff. You just pick a number. I've gone many times. I've gone to an area, and there's one or two boats there, and then, you know, uh, it just happens. But just kind of take it, pick a number, and make a circle, you know, and just keep going back, keep going back. That don't necessarily mean the boat that's there is going to catch, you know, what fish that are there. They're just, you know, they're just there. I pulled up right behind somebody and, and caught keepers, and, you know, they pulled up right behind me, and, tell me at the boat ramp, you know, hey, as soon as you left, I pulled in there and I caught a three or four pounder, you know, so right bait, right presentation, you know, fish just happened to turn his head a little bit and, you know, just eat it, but uh, we're going to go, we're going to go try to catch all we can tomorrow and Sunday and if we can come out winners and end the year with a bang and we're going to get out the old deer rifle and go shoot it a couple of times make sure it's still on and try to get that granddaughter on some horns this year so you know she's ready for horns and a duck that's her goal this this winter that'll work she hasn't she hasn't killed a duck and she hasn't killed a a horn deer. She's killed deer, but not you know a big horn deer. So right. Yeah, well, it's time. Going to try to get. Yeah, yeah. She's eleven. She'll she'll she's going to try to get that. I'm going to try to help her get that accomplished this year. Oh, she'll kill it if I you know. I mean, there's no doubt. You know, she'll kill it. But if you just got to get it out there and kind of like you know fishing, you just right spot, right time. You know, so, but, um, we're, um, like I said, we're going to try it. We're going to go out there and try to catch some. I, you know, um, I've had a lot of calls about the high school tournament, you know, kids, Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, what what I'm coming to realize is there's you know there's a lot of kids that want to fish, but there's not enough people, I guess, that can be boat captains. Yeah, volunteers you know, to get them involved. That's right. Yeah, Tommy and I've been going back and forth this week. I'm trying to find somebody for him for a boat, you know, and then. You know, a lot of people they don't carry the insurance. You got to have three hundred thousand for the kids. I mean, I carry it uh, from you know fishing other tournaments and stuff. You got to have three hundred thousand. But most of your, you know, just weekend warrior bass fishermen, you know, they don't have three hundred thousand no. dollars insurance. So, nope. uh, and there's some other requirements. You know, you you know that you got to do to be a boat captain but uh you know it's just tough you know it's tough to find i talked to a group last night um and i brought that subject up and i had one guy saying that he thinks he had three hundred thousand, but he was going to check and see but uh you know he he didn't know for sure if he even had that much coverage for insurance but but it's a it's a little challenge to get enough boat captains to take these kids out, you know, fishing. But unfortunately, that weekend I'm going to be sitting in the deer stand, so I won't be able to take anybody out. You and a, and a million other outdoorsmen. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. We're gonna go. Give it heck, though, you know, this deer hunting is a I big do. deal in in, uh, in the state of Texas, just like football. <laughs> it's a big deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid growing up, it was opening day of squirrel season. I mean, we'd shut the school down. Remember how you big know, time I mean, that was? Yeah, opening day there. of squirrel, man. It, uh, that was a big, <laughs> big event. Yeah, I mean. Dove season's a big opener, you know. Day. You got a lot of yeah. people that uh, jump through hoops to do that, and and right. well, you had squirrel back in our day, and then now right. opening opening. Well, bow season's pretty big. There's a lot of bow hunters. They're man, they are into that. They are. There's a lot. I, I mean, you know, that's going on right now. There's a lot of people out there bow hunting. Uh, you know, I I haven't. I've bow hunted before, but I have never had good experience at bow hunting. So, you know, I just, I don't know. I can hit a paper target, but I haven't been able to connect with a deer with a bow. So I put the bow up, you know. In fact, I don't even have a bow anymore. So, uh, you know, I I, I just wasn't able to accomplish that feat. I, I probably should nowadays, you know, you got crossbows and scopes and it's like shooting a rifle. You know, you can, uh, you know, I, right now you could probably go out there and kill you one with a crossbow. But uh, Oh yeah. They put scopes on hunting. shotguns now for turkey hunters. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's all about the mighty dollar, Mickey. I mean, you know, you got money, you can do. You got money, you can have it all, man. That's uh. <laughs> yeah, that's you it. can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but 
No, we're. I tell you, uh, you know, at Lake Houston, I I haven't talked to my my buddies this week. I've been over in Louisiana, but I guarantee you, they're out there slamming them catfish. Because whenever we get a good rain like that, and that water starts moving, man, they're out there chasing those noodles, and they're probably whacking them catfish. Probably are at lakes up. You know, it's on the rise. So yeah, I think. Uh, Ray from Highland sent me a text a while ago. Said it was the lake was up point thirty four, thirty four hundreds. Yeah, well, that's why I said it. It looked a little over pool uh-huh. last night when I was there at the Lake right. Houston Marina. So, but um, but it's just you know that's how it is. Heck, I'm glad we got the rain. I tell you, it's making my yard look a lot better. Nothing better than some. Good fresh rainwater. Well, and the main thing yard. is to save all these trees, man. They oh, were taking a hit. There's a lot of dead trees yeah. everywhere. A lot, a lot. I know there's one in our subdivision that guy has a big old magnolia tree. That tree has always been so beautiful over the years. I bet it's you know, not when it now. Blooms out. Oh, it's it's as brown as. You know, it's I dead. don't know what, but those magnolias <laughs> and pines and and cypress and cedars—they took it on a chin, and a few oaks. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's going to have to cut that tree down, but oh, I, yeah. I know he's not wanting to because that's been a beautiful tree over the last several years, but um, it's not beautiful anymore. No, but. No, it ain't. And it took a lot of years to get that big. It, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's probably 20 to 25 foot tall. It's a mm. big old tree for a magnolia. Yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, but we're, uh, like I said, we're going to try to go out there and catch some. I'm going to try to throw something, make it a little bit of noise. You know, it won't be no boat skip, boat dock skipping. You know, because it's, it's there at the marina, it's touching the bottom boards. So I know right. a lot of areas that I fish, you know, boat docks and skip and pitch underneath them, I, you know, it'll be up to the boards. You won't be able to do it. So, all right, John. I can catch them on the sides. <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, it was good talking to you this morning. If somebody wants sure. to uh, give you a call, uh, give them give them a number out. Somebody wants to get some info. Sure, they can give me a call on my cell two eight one two 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 eight five four four. Just give me a call. Or good talking to you, John. Have a good weekend, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, buddy. All right, we'll see you. See you now. All right, that's John Littleton up on Lake Houston. Time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 519 here in the Bayou City. Let's run down to Texas City and let's check in with our good friend Dave Fremont. Dave, good morning. How are you, bud? Good morning, Captain. I'm, I'm doing just fine this morning. I love this weather. It's a lot nicer, isn't it? <laughs> it's a whole lot different than that hundred hundred degree stuff. Yes, uh, and that uh, it's kind of windy out here as well. I think you pretty much covered that. But there's a starch in the bait flags, and there's not many bait flags even flying today with uh, 
with that wind to howl, and I don't even know if the well, I I did see uh, Billy over there by the dock, so he may he may go on out. Um, we, so I don't know if we'll have some other shrimpers go out and bring bait in or not. So as it stands right now, I think all we've got is some some finger mullet that somebody grab up and go try to snag a flounder or something. But we'll see how that goes. But uh, just a real nice to see. 73 degrees at grief. I'll take it. Yes. Isn't that nice? That's better than 84 every morning or 85. <laughs> that's that's, that's a, It's going to get really nice, too. It's going to get cooler. It's going to. It's going to be just like you're inside Minute Maid Park watching the game coming up Saturday. I'm looking forward to that as well. Well, many people out that way this morning? Oh, it's uh, got a few. I actually watched a guy go. Uh, he passed by, and he had, a, he had a narrow flat bottom on a trailer, and he was heading out on the bike, and I was thinking, man, I sure hope he's got, or his wife's got plenty of insurance, because mm-hmm. that's uh, that's kind of crazy. That, that wind is a little too too stiff for that. But he may just be riding out there to take a look. But got some folks out at the end that uh, got some long rods chunked out and hopes that uh, they can grab a bull red or two. I know they've been catching some. Uh, right. There was, there was a bull red tournament uh, Sunday, and. Uh, the results they had kind of a crazy thing. Kind of had a, a, a team, a team tournament, and, and they they total the length up in inches on how many reds they they enter. I don't know the details, but uh, they caught some bull reds and had a lot of fun along the way. So this ought to this ought to flip the switch and and uh, cause that to pick up. Right, uh, bull red bull red runs running a little bit behind in, in my book, but that's just the way it goes. And now that the, I think this wind, uh, especially when that that cooler air comes in behind, it'll take a few more degrees off that water temperature, and them old fish will get frisky. Right, <clears throat> we're patiently waiting. <clears throat> yes, and then all all the deer hunters just chomping at the bit to, to see the first part of November come in and then some of those cats with the bows and arrows are out there they're probably already up getting their coffee getting ready to head on out and try to stick one yeah there's some of them might already be up in a tree <laughs> right now yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't have wanted to be in a tree yesterday when that uh when that front came through with all that rain and lightning I wouldn't have that wouldn't have been nice. No, and you know, I, I must have n- took a couple of naps, so I don't even remember, but uh, I just didn't see us getting that much rain uh, yesterday. I, I heard it thundering and everything, but wife said we got some, and then, of course, the day before, it kind of stayed rainy all day. But in terms of the inches, like you were talking about, man, that's a lot of water. You did good over the last couple of weeks. Oh yeah, three weeks now. I'm I've had ten inches in three weeks. That'll that'll get you out of a drought in a hurry. Yeah, man, it's been months and months since we'd had anything uh, I'm telling accumulate you. to that amount. But I'm thankful that we didn't uh, 
uh, so far. But we didn't get anything uh, really rough in the tropical uh, park. And uh, we can hold out a couple more weeks and get a few of these fronts backed up. We may get by with one of the quietest seasons, but I'm not going to go into detail on that just yet. It's so. Well, the forecasters predicted a lot more than this, so I'm glad they were wrong yeah. again. I love it when they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. But uh, yeah, it's really just really nice. Uh, uh, it feels good out here. It's uh, not so much for going out in the boat and fishing, but um, there's a lot of critters too. I'm watching. I'm watching the, the local raccoon that seems to have kind of taken Boyd's over here on the back end, and uh, he's out here. Wishing we had crawfish, probably. Yeah, but, trash um, can bandit. And uh, man, I got a armadillo at home that is just Uh-oh. destroying, destroying that yard. I, he just tearing it up. In fact, I, I named him Tiller because that's what he does. <laughs> he Tiller the armadillo. <laughs> that dude well. is crazy. I, I got him on camera. I, I'm just too lazy to get up with a baseball bat and push him on out to the street but uh he's just done a number he can he dug a hole about two feet deep uh underneath the flower bed and he's not staying in there but he just goes in there and dines on them grubs and yeah he's, he's grubbing and all that other he's stuff. looking for worms grubs i, I know I'll a guy that you. catches them in a have a heart trap and he uses uh he goes to academy and buys those uh grub worms and the styrofoam box you know you get out of those little refrigerators in there that's what he uh-huh. baits him up with and they'll <laughs> they'll go in there to eat those and door slam shut and then he hauls them off and well and then and then gives his problem to somebody <laughs> else <laughs> <laughs> well this this son of a gun he just absolutely loves them uh earthworms and i got plenty of them out I, I can turn over a little bit of that mulch that's been in there for a long time and uh, and MO worms be in there like crazy. But I don't know how many I got now. I hadn't checked lately, but that, I don't remember till he, no tiller, he eats them. I'm telling you, he has, he has, most of the second year coming in. And I don't know, I guess he stays over in the field down the road, but uh, it seems like he just picks on my yard more than anybody else. But uh, that's okay. Boy. Well, you got a healthier yeah. lawn, I guess. You got better food. I, I've invested enough water in it this time. I know uh, y'all were talking about the magnolia trees and stuff. I've got two of them, and I put them in about oh seven, eight years ago, and so I've been watering them real hard, and I've been able to keep them alive. And I'm thankful because a whole bunch of them around have really taken a hit. But, oh, they've been taking a hit all over my way too. I've, have some neighbors out my way that had beautiful magnolias. They're all dead. They're watering them now, but it's too late. Once they turn brown, it, you might as well forget it. Get the chainsaw. Yeah. Sharpen your chain, yeah. your blade up, get ready. It's a matter of time. Uh, we, got, we got kind of lucky this year and was able to stay on them a little bit and keep them going. So the neighbor's tree wasn't so lucky. It wasn't a magnolia. It's a, uh, it was a big old oak, and lightning hit it and killed it. it was I saw that week. picture of the lightning strike. Yeah. have no more than about 30, 40 feet from that one of my magnolias. It just 
just split that tree, blew bark everywhere. But uh, they already eliminated that tree, and it's just a blank spot where that old tree was. But anyway, that old lightning, it don't, you never know what it's going to do. But Mickey, uh, as far as on, like I mentioned on the bait front, slim pickings for the folks if anybody comes out. But we got plenty of dead stuff, uh, shrimp and squid and shad and mullet and you name it. We got it uh, on the dead end. And for bull ribs and sheephead and puppy drum. And I, I, I heard a report of some croaker being caught. Uh, I didn't see anybody croaker fishing this morning yet. But I think after this front blows on through and maybe that other little one and the wind settles down a little bit i wouldn't be a bit surprised to see some people lined up on the dike pulling in some croaker so hopefully that'll happen because a lot well, of it'd be nice to have big croaker runs again like we used to back in the day that was that was almost like a national holiday when that run started people were quitting jobs that's really <laughs> neat <laughs> hey getting on them croaks man <laughs> <laughs> that's serious biz i tell you well, i remember on, on my bay where i live fisher's reef was the i mean that was the croaker run that was always like late september early october i mean they're catching them big pound and a half two pound croakers two at a time on double drop leaders man there you go and you could use just about anything they like the shrimp but you could take a little croaker and cut it up and put it on them two hooks and sail it right back out and they're cannibals they'll eat them you know, we used to we used to nuke them on gold spoons this time of year. You know, because we we always threw a lot of spoons. You know, in the early fall like that, the fish were really receptive uh-huh. to them, and man, those croaker jump on them spoons like nobody's business. Yeah, they they kind of just like little uh, rat red, you know. Yeah. Well, you thought you had a red on when you hooked one of them. That's pound for pound. That's probably one of the toughest fighting fish in the bay. I loved catching croaker when I was a kid. Little not drag rippers, the, man. For, yeah, <laughs> not only for the for the fight, but for for the eating. But they just fought. You you knew once you once you were in them, you knew they were croaker. But your first one, you'd go, man, that might be a nice red or a trout, you know. But uh, I love catching them, and and the first pier to come up on the dike, the first pier was just as soon as you get over the hump. Right on the left, and it was called the Tropical Pier, and that's we called it the Tropical. I think it was even labeled that, and that's because there was a little bitty old building there, and that they sold some food there called Tropical uh-huh. Restaurant or something. But it was a good spot, and uh, that pier, shallow water pier, but you could nail them croaker out there. I got a picture of my my brother and myself, and and uh. A couple of the other locals uh, out there in about 66 or 67. And uh, the ones we had on our stringer weren't too much to brag about, but we had we had a couple of little low fish on the stringer. But that was an excellent place to catch them croak. Probably still is. The pier's not there anymore, but you probably go out there. A lot of people wade that area, as mm-hmm. I have. And but, uh, Anyway, good old days. Yes, sir. I'm with you. That, uh that's as good eating fish out of the but that and the whiting they're, they're just two excellent table fare fish no doubt about it excellent dense meat dense meat and uh small scales just you know they're they don't get real big but they're not they're easy to clean if you like pan fish and you like to you like to fry them full that you, you just can't beat them and there ain't nothing wrong with a sand trout either you cook him no. on up and but uh that croaker and 
Croker and uh, Whiting both have, have a sweet taste in meat. Just they do. Just a just a good fish. Just a good panfish. Well, well, that's good to hear. Better days ahead. They're coming. Fall's gonna kick in. We'll be back in business. Oh yeah, it'd be good. Well, if somebody wants. To Come down to Boyd's or give them a call or anything if you're looking for an auction response or bait or lures. Y'all just about got it all covered there and, and great food in the Cajun Grill next door because that's hard to beat. That's good stuff. Well, thank you, Mickey. Um, they'll, uh, they'll be cooking up something uh, starting about 11 o'clock today, and I'm sure they'll have some, some good vittles. And once things cool down a bit, I think they're going to start – cooking up some real good beans and rice you can't beat that on a on a good cool day and good tartar sauce too by the way i still brag on that my wife does too (laughs) well that's good is that jason's private recipe (laughs) i i don't think he i don't think he had he's too he's not too private about anything he'll pretty much tell you (laughs) Anything so I won't have to hold him down business. and put his arm behind his back to get that. <laughs> no, he. No. I, no, some of the some of the ladies in there uh, might have a recipe or two that they ain't crazy about divulging. But in most cases, uh, I I hadn't seen a problem. I don't know. I don't think that old tartar horse tartar horse would be too hard to make. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But. Uh, It'll be it'll it's all good and but it, you can't beat it with uh, if you like that stuff. I like cocktail sauce. That's my favorite. I like it over tartar sauce. But I'll I'll eat. Well, both. I like cocktail sauce for boiled shrimp, and I like the tartar sauce for fried shrimp. Or yeah. if you can get it, the uh, Gatto's Romillard sauce. Yeah, my that's, uh, my that's a recipe for, nobody will give you. I promise you. Yeah. I don't even know how to make it. Just, just look <laughs> oh, for it. I'll try to find it. Well, well Mickey, we're four zero nine nine four five four thousand one. And uh, if you're out and about in the in the neighborhood, y'all come on by and and visit because I imagine it's going to be kind of slow at Boyd's One Stop, which will show wind island. But I'll tell you what, we take we take days like that, and we're thankful uh, because we. It all averages out, so if we can have a, a cool, windy day, take care of it, Mother Nature do her thing, and we're thankful, and we're we're blessed. And so I thank you once again for letting me slide in here and visit with you. It's always a pleasure, Dave, always. All right, buddy. Well, you have a good weekend, and, uh, hey, go Astros tomorrow. Game on. Yes, sir. I, here we go. I bumped in. I bumped into McCormick at Shipley Donuts. I said, dude, you better get out of that box of donuts. I'm going to tell Dutty on you. And he said, "He said, hey, man, don't talk to me. He said, uh, you talk to Maldonado. He's the one who eats all the donuts. But I, I wish I wish him luck. They're going to do good. Now, if Maldi needs uh, donuts for more power, I'll be making some to him. There you go. Thank right, you, Mickey. Buddy. Hey, see you, man. Take care, Dave. All right. 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 Bye bye. All right. That's uh, Dave Fremont down at uh, Boyd's One Stop at the Texas City Dyke. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Onyx PFDs. You know, approximately 70% of all fatal boating accident victims drown. And out of that 70%, only 87% of them who drowned, they were not wearing a 
personal flotation device, a PFD. It's like wearing a seatbelt. It's the biggest safety feature that's proven to save your life. And the Onyx AM24, it's the one I wear, and it's very comfortable. It's convertible from automatic to manual or manual-only inflation. It has a low-profile design. It keeps you comfortable, especially in hot weather. And it has a soft neoprene neckline. It won't rub you raw when you're moving from spot to spot in rough water. It has a durable ripstop fabric. It resists tears and punctures. And inflatable PFDs are not recommended for children or non-swimmers. But Onyx has a complete lineup of flotation devices to fit every situation. For more information, visit onyxoutdoors.com or you can check them out at Academy Sports and Outdoors. I wear Onyx PFDs. You should too. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning and welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Final segment already. No better way to wrap her up than with Captain Steve Hillman. Stevie, good morning. What's up, buddy? Good morning. I'm just enjoying this cool morning. Isn't it nice? It Love sure it. is. It sure is. If I'd have known I was going to have to cancel this many trips, I would have just taken off to the ranch earlier this week. It'd be nice to be sitting in my bow blind this morning. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, sure would. I've been looking at the pictures on, you know, I've got one of those game cams that uh, it's got the mobile app on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got a couple of decent ones that I'm seeing. This is just at one camera. I think I've got seven out. Yeah, total. you sent me a picture of one the other day. It was a nice deer, man. Very yeah, nice. and he, he's pretty much living at that one feeder, but he's still in velvet. I looked at him. Uh, he popped up yesterday afternoon and uh, got two two decent bucks that are still in velvet. I don't seems really late to me to still see him in velvet, but uh, kind of weird. Now Maybe that's South Texas. Yeah, I don't know if it has to do with the drought that we've been in or what, but uh, we've got some rain this week down there. We've gotten over five inches at our place. Awesome. Just most we've had in months, and you know, in one shot. But uh, I'm getting some rain at the house here finally. But uh, but no, I'm basically taking a leave of absence this week. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> <I> just. <laughs> This weather, I I just haven't been able to do anything. I've had a couple, I had some guys coming in for back-to-back days earlier this week from out of town, and I had to plan ahead for them and and uh, looking at the forecast, I had to cancel that, which looked like it ended up being a pretty good call. And then uh, pretty much the same thing every day, just hard east wind, um, super high tides, and and then we had that front blow through yesterday. It was a looked like a pretty wicked uh frontal boundary that blew through yesterday morning i don't think we'd have wanted to be out there i don't think you'd have got in enough time to to make it worth it you know i, I know one buddy of mine he ran his trip one of the bait guys and, and uh, they got in at like two and a half hours before it hit didn't do too good just we don't have any kind of i don't have any kind of water fish to be able to lean on to, to make a, a two-hour trip worth you know worthwhile mm-hmm. right now, everything that that we've been catching, heck, for the last three or four weeks, really has just been scattered, you know, with with the exception of some piles of of little trout in a couple of areas, but yeah. as far as legal sized trout, it's that old proverbial school bus fishing that we all talk about, you know, 
pick up two here, pick up one there, three there, that kind of deal. But, but I don't have anything really that I can just lean on and everything, everything seems to be on the move as it should be this time of year with the water temperature cooling off with the uh, shorter days and all this rain and everything. Uh, last time I was on the water, this was last Thursday or Friday. I don't remember. Uh, the water temperature was 80 and a half when I put the boat in the water. I don't know what it's running now. It's got to be hovering around that in the mornings. I would guess 80 to 82, somewhere in there. I haven't really looked. But like I said, I've kind of been out of pocket. I think Eagle Point made it down to 79 this morning. Yeah, that, that does not surprise me at all, all this cool rainwater. But uh, but last three weeks, I guess. 79.2, just looked it up. There you go. And uh, that's about right for this time of year. You know, maybe actually a little bit. A little bit late for it to be dropping. I looked at my book from last year, and we were pretty much in the same pattern. We had a front come through early October, a real weak one last year, and then we didn't have another decent front till like the third week in October. And my fishing was about the same last year. I had a few cancellations uh, mixed in with some trips where we were catching anywhere from 8 to 12 legal fish a day during this stretch last year so it's pretty much what we've been doing you know as far as legal fish you know little right. ones all you want some days but uh but i am seeing more trout shallow than i have been um some of those fish we caught in the last couple of weeks were in a foot and a half two foot of water even even mid-morning even like 10 o'clock in the morning uh, and a lot of that has to do with the water cooling off and uh and these high tides we're having now it's the most water we've had in the bay in a long time. Yes, it is. And it's been these fish, they want to move around this time of year anyway. I mean, this this, this from really mid-September through about mid-October in our bay system, every year we, we hit this, you know, this transition that we all talk about uh, where everything's, some of the fish are where they've been all summer, some are <clears throat> where they're going to be early fall and, and about, two-thirds of them are in transit in between those two places you know and and a lot of just i think that's the reason for a lot of scattered fish that and the fact we don't have a lot of uh an overabundance of of legal sized trout like we used to you know i was kind of going back through some stuff yesterday in my office looking at, at my book and and uh it seems like two years ago i said would that be 2021 yeah. We had a really good, really good October, and I caught a lot of fish in my summertime places, like all the way up until the time the water got cold, and then everything just switched all at once. Right. And other than that, you know, the last two years has been more of a gradual change, like with a weak front and gradual water temperature drop and all that, and everything's hitting that true transition. But we get a couple of decent fronts, you know, say – I don't know. It'll drop the water temperature down, getting maybe the low seventies. These fish will start triggering, and all these shrimp we're seeing. I'm seeing a lot of shrimp in the bay. Uh, I've fished three different parts of the bay in the last three weeks, and I've seen birds working in all three parts. And uh, once once the water cools off, these bigger fish will start finding those shrimp. And, and uh, you know, most time we don't mess with birds, especially when it's warm, especially if they're out out in mm-hmm. just the wide open over mud over no structure because they're going to be dinks and 
and unfortunately we're still, we're still catching a lot of gaff top and a few ladyfish right now but once it gets cooler and you see some if i see some birds over say a shallow reef then i'll give them a shot because there's some you know there's some better quality fish that are going to be on that shell anyway and then those shrimp will kind of suck them in and make them ball up and we ought to start seeing that in the next couple of weeks hopefully if we don't i'll be worried <laughs> but uh but i don't have much to report man just uh been a <laughs> kind of a, a lazy week that's I mean, kind of a little low around right now we we go through this yeah. every year this time of year man we really do we really do and and uh, i know used to i'd go up the river and stuff like that and, you know when it's blowing like today you know we canceled today and and I think when I looked earlier this morning, it was northeast gusting to 23 at the North Jetty. And not much I can do in the in the bay and that. And some of the back lakes have a few fish, but but uh, it's hard to drift them. You pretty much have to wade, in my opinion, to make it worth it. Or you or you got to have a river or bio to go up. And the areas, some of the areas I used to fish, uh, I don't go up there anymore for various reasons. But uh, so we're kind of handcuffed in that in that kind of wind in this bay, hard northeast. Yes. I don't know what it's doing now. Is it still blowing? Yeah, it's uh, it's not as bad as they're calling for, but it's it's coming. No. They claim. I bet you it's daylight. It kicks up. It usually does after these little fronts. Well, and it might. Uh, I'm looking. Uh, let's pull up fish weather here and see. Now let's just. It's anywhere from eighteen to nineteen pretty much all around our complex but they're calling for that you know 20 to 25 today and then uh you know 25 to 35 tonight and tomorrow with gust of 40 yeah How about that well that's a, that's way too much and 18 or 19 is more than i want i can tell you yeah, that out of this direction it. out of this well, direction once that water gets colder it'll it'll change things we'll be able to get out of it and catch some fish but right now everything like i said is kind of in transit so forecast you know, is 15 I, to 25 they got the lower end right right now for today but uh tonight yeah. well they did drop it down it's only north northeast 20 to 30 tonight and 20 to 20 to 30 tomorrow with uh, occasional gust over 40 tomorrow is possible wow wow well a little strong, saturdays a little are strong that is that's way too much saturdays are typically my my scheduled days off anyway i'm supposed to fish sunday i looked at it it was it was such a wide spread i don't know what to think they were saying like north northeast uh five to 15 so that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i add them together and you'll get the minimum <laughs> i promise you i guarantee you that well, them tournament hounds they always got it cut out for them on the weekends they'll have them some uh, nice yeah. wind to fish in tomorrow and sunday is there is there a tournament tomorrow yeah, or Tommy was saying? telling me, I don't know, three or four of them in Matagorda starting today. Really? This time yeah. of year? I'll be dying. Yeah. Yes, sir. I figured we're kind of, I don't really keep up with it anymore, but I figured we're kind of in between that, you know, all those summertime corporate events, those co- corporate tournaments in the summer, and then kind of get a lull in them, and then you get the the real tournaments in the winter, and I didn't figure they'd start yet. I must still be having some corporate stuff going on or something. But uh, yeah, those tournaments are a whole other, whole other discussion, man. Yes, need to, there needs to be some restitution 
paid for some of these, all of these tournaments, these kill tournaments, in my opinion. Oh, speaking of that kind of stuff, I, I saw where the uh, scoping meetings start here in a couple of weeks. Right. Discuss uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife scoping meetings to discuss trout regulation changes. Mm-hmm. And the one in our area was originally going to be at the library, at the Rosenberg Library in Seal in uh, or on Sealy in Galveston. Mm-hmm. And they changed it. I think ours is on October 19th, if I'm not mistaken. And they changed the location to College of the Mainland uh, here in Texas City. So, but I think they're going to have them starting the 17th, I believe, uh, running all the way up the coast from Port Isabel all the way up our way. A total of, I think, six or seven meetings, ours being the last one on the 19th. But uh, I know I'll be there. I encourage everybody to go and try to do what's right for our future of our bay and and all the bays up and down the Texas coast because we need a little bit of help and that's that's one of the tools we can use limits. I know nobody likes talking about it, but uh, of course there's a lot of moving parts to the deal. Yeah, there habitat is. and other other things like that, but uh we have to control the things we can control. So exactly. It's not all it's all correlates. Mhm. For sure. Yeah, that would be a uh about a to really talk it go to an extent with it, it'd be about a solid three hour show of just that talk right there. And <laughs> For you sure. Might miss it, a few it, things. <laughs> it would it would it, no, you would. It would be one of those deals where you'd have to have maybe a couple of guys on early on a Sunday and then and then the other two and a half hours open it up to to open lines or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, I know last time we did that it was it was jam packed the whole three hours with call. Oh yeah. We did it we did it one time during COVID, remember when we came in the studio and talked. Yeah, that was, that we had was Lance, good. We had Lance Robinson there, and the dad came in. And, right. But uh, that was a good show. We ought to yeah, do that again. We will. We'll plan on it. All right, Stevie, I got a roll, buddy. If somebody wants to call you about fishing G-Bay, how do they get a hold of you, man? All right, man. 409-256-7937. All right, brother. Better days ahead. I'll talk to you on yes, the flip sir. side. Thanks, Steve. Sounds great. Thanks, Mickey. See you, man. All right. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show. We'll we'll be back in the morning bright and early, 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.